Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. Glad you're with us. And uh, we're just excited to be here studying 2 Timothy chapter 2. And uh, that's where we'll be today, 2 Timothy chapter 2. So you can grab your Bibles and get ready to uh, dig in with us. We are going to be uh, next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend we're going to be with Wayne Voss, Pastor Wayne and Debbie Voss in Greenwood, Mississippi. Crossway Ministries there. Looking forward to being with our good friends there. Uh, uh, the Vosses and, and, and us have been friends for many, many years now. And uh, we always look forward to getting together with them and preaching the Word and hearing them preach the Word and, and, and really just the great fellowship that we have in the truth. And we love each other and we're thankful for each other's ministries and praise the Lord for that. And also, uh, camp meeting this year, determined camp meeting is going to be in Dublin, Georgia, October the 22nd through the 25th. Pastor Scotty Williams Church, the Crossway Fellowships, Man, you need to be there. I promise you, uh, it'll be it'll be the best thing you've ever been to if you love the message of the cross. Several ministers there preaching the word of God in that context without waver, and you will be blessed. Also, I, Robin, and I will be in Lima, Ohio. The 16th of January at the Hampton Inn. You'll hear more. Uh, uh, um, details about that later. Uh, January the 16th, it's a Saturday, and we'll have a, from 10 to lunch in the conference room there, and also 5 p.m. service that afternoon, and uh, just a time of prayer and studying the Word, and we're looking forward to seeing the good folks of Lima, Ohio, and the surrounding areas that love the Word of God in its context of truth, which is the way of the cross. Hallelujah. Uh, so, Enough of all those announcements. Let's dig in this morning. I tell you what, there's nothing like the Word of God. The Lord's been good to us. He's, he's been gracious to us. And uh, He's teaching us the Word of God so that we will be able to hold fast to uh, the sound uh, words in these last days when everything's be becoming chaotic and the church is running after every fad that comes along and being blown away from sound doctrine by every other wind of doctrine that blows through the church. And so uh, there, there is a remnant in the church among the people of the church who love the Word of God, who love to learn the Word of God, and, and, and the result of that is they come to the truth. There, there are many learning but not able to come to the truth, and Paul told Timothy that would be happening in these last days because they're not coming to the cross. The cross of Christ is what makes God's Word the experiential truth in any Christian's life. And without one's faith in the work of righteousness that Christ did at Calvary, truth will not be the result. The liberty and the, and the power and the strength that truth brings will not be the result. And we can fake it till we make it, if we make it, and we can have an outer form of some godliness while denying the power the whole time. And so I'm thankful to have been brought back to uh, the message of the cross, the true gospel, and that uh, to be learning that every single scripture in the Bible, when, it, when the understanding of it comes, 
by the Holy Spirit, it will have us looking to Christ and trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary. 2 Timothy chapter 2, Lord help us today, give us the meat we need and cause us to be stronger today than we've ever been and give us, Lord, just the bread today that we need. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Verse 2 is where we'll begin today. And the Bible says, And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same. Not something different. Not Timothy, go get your own. Not Timothy, start listening to these other folks. This is very important. Some 1,900, 2,000 years later, this is very important that you get this, that you understand this. Today, it's just like it was between Paul and Timothy. And what Paul told Timothy, he's telling us. Because this is the word of the Lord. And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same you are to commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Teach others what? What I've taught, said Paul. Not what others come in and teach you. And we're to follow the teachings of Paul just as Timothy was told to do so. Paul was an apostle sent by the Lord to us Gentiles. And I'm going to say some things this morning that uh, really I believe they're ministers of the cross are always going to be saying things that may shock you, may startle you, but you need to understand Paul is the one that God gave three quarters, close to three quarters of what's written in the New Testament to us as the Word of God. If it weren't for Paul, we wouldn't know about the fruit of the Spirit. We wouldn't know about the gifts of the Spirit. We wouldn't know how the gifts of the Spirit are supposed to be used in an orderly fashion in the church services. We There's a lot we wouldn't know if it weren't for the Apostle Paul. We wouldn't know about the, the, the priesthood changing and therefore there being a necessity for the law to change. We wouldn't know what it means to be uh, under grace rather than law so that sin does not dominate. There is a multiple, there, it, it's huge what we wouldn't have if it weren't for Paul. So I'm not saying today, let me say that again, I'm not saying today that we don't use all the scriptures because we do, but all the scriptures are of no use outside of you just being saved without what Paul wrote. You can be saved with what other men wrote. But learning to live in the truth, learning how to function as the church, was given to the Apostle Paul for us Gentiles. So we always have to use what Paul taught. And when we get away from that, then we'll find out in this lesson today that we will not be Enduring the hardness because a big part of enduring the hardness is staying the course with what Paul taught. Oh, somebody should have said amen, hallelujah. If we don't stay the course with what Paul taught, we're not going to endure hardness because it's going to take what Paul taught. Paul taught, oh my, there's, 
I could list for an hour what Paul taught, the, 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 the weapons of our warfare, the, the, what it means uh, to wear the, the full armor of God, what they are, what they represent, uh, how to walk after the Spirit and not the flesh. The list goes on and on. We wouldn't have all that teaching if it weren't for Paul. God gave Paul, the Lord gave Paul these things. I personally believe that it's hard... Outside of somebody being lost and just getting saved, I'm talking not that, but for the child of God, for the preacher to preach to his saved congregation, I don't see how that's possible without teaching and preaching what Paul wrote. I don't, I don't think it is. Because Paul was the one sent to the Gentiles and it's the Gentiles, a few Jews being saved throughout the years, but the Gentiles, this is the time of the Gentiles. And it's not that they're not Jews being saved. There are. But this is the time of the Gentiles and Paul was sent to the Gentiles. I'm trying to make a point here. I hope you see it. You're not going to be able to live the way you do, the way you should, that is the expression of Christ without what Paul taught. You're not going to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. More, more than likely, if we didn't have what Paul taught, we, we might not even make it to the finish line. There's a good possibility we wouldn't make it to the finish line if we didn't have what Paul taught. If you think about Paul in the last chapter, the first chapter, Paul told Timothy... All those in Asia have turned away from me. Now, I've struggled with that. I know that those of you who follow me uh, and listen to my teaching, uh, you've struggled also. And, and the night before last, not last night, but night before last, in my, in my sleep in the bed at night, the Lord stirred my heart and showed me something and told me in my sleep that there was a few in Sardis that had not defiled their garments. And by him telling me that was an answer to a question I had, had they all just forsaken what Paul taught? Well, there's your answer. No, they hadn't all forsaken. They all forsook Paul, but they hadn't all forsaken what Paul taught because in Revelation chapter 3, verse uh, 3 or 4, the Lord through John the Apostle tells the church in Sardis, there's a few names there in Sardis that have not stained their garments. You need to hear that. But, but they all at one time turned away from Paul, were led away by other teaching. And they really were, a, the way Paul wrote that, they were ashamed of his being so sold out to the gospel, them not being willing to be that sold out, that they became ashamed of Paul in his imprisonment. Anybody understand that? Because he spoke in the last chapter, chapter 1, of how this one man was not ashamed of his chains. And I, need, I can't stress it enough. For the pastor to stand before the people of God, I don't care where the Lord leads him in the Word of God, there's going to be some of what Paul wrote in that, in that message, in that teaching, preaching session, because we're, we are called to preach and teach the same thing Paul 
taught Timothy. You can't get around it. If you try to, it's only with your own wisdom. The same thing Paul taught, we are to commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others that also. Let me say it again. That which Paul taught Timothy. They're, they're, I don't know them personally, but one preacher told me in our region that he knows another preacher that threw away some of Paul's writings, ripped it out of the Bible and said, Paul didn't know quite what we know today. Man, that is a dangerous, dangerous thing to take out of the Word of God. The Bible says your name will be taken out of the Lamb's book of life if you do that. How about that? And don't try to bring your own wisdom into that. That's what the Bible says. And what we need is just more Bible believers. Hallelujah in these last days. That's what we need. I don't need your thoughts. You don't need my thoughts. We just need what the Word of the Lord says. You know, when really the Lord ministered to me this last Monday night in prayer. We always talk about the Scriptures before prayer. And man, just the light came on to me last Monday night about when people uh, who come and ask us questions... Our comment should never be, this is what I do, this is what we do. Our comment should always be, turn that Bible around so they can see it and show them what is written. That way it puts it between them and the Lord, not them and us and what we do and then what we think the Word. No, we should never say, well, this is what I do, Uh, this is what we do. No, this is what the Word of the Lord says and then they, God just has to deal with them based on the Word. That Man, the light came on to me like never before Monday night in, in, our, in our time of devotion before we enter into prayer. And so I'm telling you, God will speak to you. He will minister to you in your bed at night. He, if, you, if, you, if, you are, if you are striving to learn the Word of God, the truth of God's Word, the, 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 His truth that keeps you on the righteous path that the truth reveals, He will fill your soul. He will fill you with the desires of your heart, the desires being His desires for you to learn truth and to walk in truth and to express Him. And that's going to happen. Yes, as we take all the old covenant scriptures that were written as in-samples for us, as, as admonition for us, as, uh, you know, for, for our encouragement and our hope. That's why we look to the scriptures. But they're going to all have to be tied to what Paul taught because Paul was the one given to us Gentiles. And again, let me say it, this is the time of the Gentiles. Very soon... Very soon, any day now, God is going to begin to revert His main attention back to Israel after the Gentile church is raptured out. Amen? That's what the Bible teaches. Amen? And it's not that God's uh, just uh, for... uh, thrown Israel away now. We know they become a state some years ago. What was that in the 1947, 48? God, God had promised that would happen and he orchestrates strategically and he's, God's at work, hallelujah, according to his word and his promises he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the promises he's given to us as the church. But any moment we're going to be removed and it's not going to be the time of the Gentiles anymore. It's going to be the time 
of Jacob's trouble, the Bible says. And we need to pay attention to that. But right now is the time of the Gentiles. Right now, God is saving a Gentile church and he sent the apostle Paul to the Gentiles and we've got to cling to the sound words that our Lord gave the apostle sent to us in these last days. If we don't, we're going to be in trouble. We'll take what, we'll take what God gave the prophets and, and, and those, the law and the Psalms and we'll twist them out of context if we didn't have what Paul taught. Now that was a good statement that deserves a shout. Hallelujah. If we don't have what Paul taught, we'll, we'll reach and grab the, the, the prophets, the law, and the Psalms, and by the time uh, we, we pull them into our, our hearts, they'll be twisted if we don't have the straight and narrow that Paul brought to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. So the same thing Paul taught, we're to commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also that same thing that they are taught. This proves that we should all be minding and speaking the same thing. And I'm going to give you today some scriptures concerning that and there possibly is more. I think I, I, I wrote down four or five, but I want to make this statement that, that I put here in notes. And, and, and a lot of people, they're not going to like this statement. And I don't make statements just to make people mad. Listen, the prophets didn't do that. They didn't make statements just to make people mad. Paul didn't preach what was preached uh, so people would become their enemy because his enemy because he was preaching the truth. That's the last thing he wanted. The, the prophets, the last thing they wanted was people to get mad and keep running from God and killing them. And the last thing Paul wanted was the, the church to become his enemy just because he simply kept telling them the truth and pointing them to uh, Christ and Him crucified. Uh, uh, so we, the, the comments we make, we don't say to make people mad. We say to help them. We want to help people. We want to see the church built up. We want God. We should want the Lord to use us all to be uh, instruments of honor in His hands to help build the church. That's what edification, when we edify someone, that means they're being built up. And that means Jesus is involved because He is the only builder of the church. We're only co-laborers with Him if we're teaching and preaching what He gave Paul to be taught and preached to the church. Amen, Brother Curtis. So if we allow others to preach in our pulpits that do not point to the cross for all the grace of God, and Paul said they must... We are not teaching others. Listen, I'm not teaching somebody else when they're preaching in this pulpit. They're teaching me. And how and listen, how can that be committing what Paul taught us to others? When somebody's in this pulpit, they're the one doing the teaching. And it's obvious when anybody's in any pulpit, are they teaching what Paul taught and what Paul preached? That means he used the scriptures to point to the person and the work of Jesus Christ at all times. At all times. 
He, did, he didn't write a letter to Rome and say, I can't wait to get there to impart some spiritual gift to you because I got some new stuff to preach to you. He says, I'm still not ashamed of the gospel. I can't wait to get there and preach the gospel to you, already saved and spirit-filled people, because it's still the power of God to us who believe. Hallelujah. They were already saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, but he couldn't wait to get there and preach the gospel. That, my friend, is unheard heard of predominantly in the church today. Listen to preachers. The answer for almost all preachers to an already saved congregation of God's people is just get involved in the church and then you can begin to mature. We don't mature by our getting involved and working. We mature by what we keep believing. Hallelujah. And then because we're believing right, we will get involved and we will become functional parts of the body of Jesus Christ. So here are some scriptures to help us see that we are to be thinking the same thing. We are to be speaking the same thing. Everybody got that? I don't preach what he preaches. I preach and teach what Paul preached and taught. If he, whoever he is, preaching and teaching what Paul preached and taught, then I'm going to preach what he's preaching and teaching that Paul preached and taught. Because Paul received the unction of the Holy Spirit, and Peter, it's not in my notes, but Peter even acknowledged that what Paul wrote, he related them to the Scriptures. Never take away from what Paul wrote. If you do you're in danger of having your very name taken out of the book of life, the Bible says. Now, I'm going to give you these scriptures this morning because, again, these scriptures tell us we're to be on the same page. I'm not talking about in your Bible, but on the same path. We're to be minding the same thing, speaking the same thing. And before I read these, we have a young man and his family coming to our church, and when they were, I don't know, a couple years ago... Probably hadn't, might have been that long, uh, but they shopping around for a church, wanting to get in church, and Lord was stirring their hearts, and and they, they begin to call around. They call this one church in our community, probably about a mile and a half from here, maybe two miles, and and ask them what your church believe, what's you know what's going on there. We're looking for a church, and they said just we're just a big melting pot. What they told them, whoever answered the phone, I guess secretary or somebody, I don't know who it was, we're just a melting pot, we all believe different stuff, just come on. And it's true because I know the church. I know the church. They preach, they preach one thing, but what they really believe is another, and they don't, they don't tell you that until they see that you're subject to them, and you'll believe anything they say. Then they begin to pour the false doctrine into you. Other than that, they're just telling the stories of Jesus and what He did and all these things. And, and listen, we're not called to be a melting pot. We're not called to just be in all these different areas. We're called as the people of God to walk with the same mind, the same words, and we're going to see that in the Bible. The Bible. The Bible. Oh, we need to get back to the Bible. Hallelujah. Romans 15 and verse 6. Let me say it again this morning. Paul says... We're to be teaching the same thing as Paul. Paul says that you may with one mind and one mouth. 
glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'm just looking for our own. I, I, I'm wanting to uh, get, get a coin with my own phrase. On it. You, you know, I want to coin my own phrase. I want to be known for something different. That's pride, my friend. These men that God have given you in your life put there as gifts by God that's pointing you to the reality of what Paul taught that you're supposed to be preaching and teaching which is a focus on the person and the work of the cross of Jesus Christ and you're still running and searching for something that you can call your own. You have gone the wrong way and God is calling you back today. I know it's, it's through some little old nobody out in, the, out in the woods somewhere but God still will speak through a donkey. God will speak through some old ragged person on a sidewalk. It don't matter who God uses. What matters is what you do with it. I'm all... The Lord always reminds me of King David and when he sinned with Bathsheba and, 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 and did all the horrible things he did and, and God sent <coughs> Nathan the prophet to him and told him a story and David said, let's go get that guy, whoever that guy is. And Nathan the prophet said, you are the man. And, and, and David, David said, oh God, I've sinned against you. He did not say, well, you got your own stuff. Nathan, you ain't perfect either, Nathan. Who do you think you are, Nathan? No, David had a heart after God's own heart. And when you have a heart after God, you're not looking around to see who else has got it good or who else is lower or what exalt you. You just say, oh God, I'm sorry. I've sinned against God. And I know you're watching. I know you're hearing this broadcast today. And you need to quit doing that. You need to say, God, I'm sorry. I've sinned against God. I've, I've gone after. I'm starting to mix it up with all these other people again that God has removed me from and now I'm going back in there. God says, come out from among them. You can be taught by people you didn't expect to be taught through. It's happened to all of us, Amen. First time I heard the message of the cross being talked about on the radio, I said, them? I don't think so. Boop! Off. Because my thought was more than just that's where I started and I don't need, I don't need that. I'm, I'm beyond that. That was my thought. But my thought also was them? Boop! I don't think so. We don't get to choose. God chose Paul. <clears throat> God chose you but He chose you to hear what He said through Paul so you can walk in the truths that were given to Paul for you and me and for others, not so we could go out and coin our own phrase. I, I quote people all the time. I quote, I, I quote so many people that I read after. Listen, I, I don't have time to, uh, to give praise to all the men. If I did, I'd just be quote, quoting men's names all the time because it don't matter who we are that God speaks through. All that matters is what God is saying and who's hearing Him. Amen. It don't matter. Listen, we're just servants. And at the end of the day, no matter how awesome God has used us, we're still just servants. Hallelujah. And we need to remember that. We're not here to make a name for ourselves. And when we start going down that avenue, it won't end good. Not for me and not for anybody following me. It will not end good. Let me read that again, Romans 15 and 6, that you may 
with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This means that we're to be thinking the same thing. We don't all have the same mouth. Chastity's got a different mouth on her face and so does Kathy and I got my own mouth. But it means with one word. And that word is the word of the cross. The word of the cross. Jesus is pictured in Hebrews 1 and 3 and revealed to us as the one who is seated at the right hand of majesty because he purged us from our sins by himself and at this moment upholds all things, not by the power of his word, but by the word of his power. The preaching, the word of the cross is the power of God. He upholds all things right now by the word of his power the preaching of the cross. His very atoning sacrifice is what He upholds all things through. It's what was was the foundation for Him to even be able to create a world and put us on the earth in His image because before, before any of that could take place, the Lamb had to be slain before the foundation of the world. We need to remember that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, Paul, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Doesn't mean that every Sunday we, we, we have the same exact message from the same exact scripture, but it does mean that we speak the same thing as far as the person and the work of Jesus Christ, the message of the cross, the preaching of the cross, the word of the cross is the power of God to us who are saved. We don't venture away from it. We don't leave it out. I've said it for 15, 16 years, and I'm going to keep saying it. There can be 15. 15,000 sermons. But the message, if it's going to withhold any power, is going to be the message of the cross. Without the message of the cross, the Word will have no power. Without my faith in the cross, the Word will have no power. Amen. Are we all right this morning? Everything working good? Now watch this. Now I, I'm going to read this again. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all, not, not, not some of you, get together and speak the same thing. The church! And you, and you can't dare say that this was limited to Corinth, because Paul wrote this to Corinth. If that's the case, then you can't apply Romans to you, self. You can't apply anything, Paul. See, I guarantee it, that stupidity's out there. And I didn't mean to be, I'm not ugly, but that stupidity is out there. Well, this was to the church in Corinth, and this is what they needed. No, this is what I need, because Paul said that we got to speak the same thing, what, that he spoke. 
Amen, Brother Curtis. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. You can't get away from it. The preaching of the cross is what made us a church, a people of God. It's what made us righteous in Christ. It's what has given us the path to walk, the race to run, the love shed abroad in our heart, the measure of faith we've been given. It all has come about through the gospel, which is the preaching of the cross. Amen. Now, this is a powerful verse because if, if we're not, the, the reason there's division among us is because we're not speaking the same thing. That's why churches will split. That The whole thing's made up of false doctrine because division, it, it takes place when you're not all speaking the same thing. But if a church is, is out there and they're in just eat up with false doctrine and they don't even think the way uh, of sanctification is exclusive faith in the cross of Jesus Christ and it seems to be no division among them, it's there. They just don't know it and it's going to happen. But the division is between them and God because there is a division between us and God when we're not speaking and talking and preaching and teaching that which Paul taught, which is the way of the cross, my friends. You say, well, no, there's never a division between me and my Lord, no matter if I'm, no matter what. Oh, yes, there is. Galatians chapter 1 verse 6 says that we can remove ourselves from Him. Galatians 5, 1 through 4 says, I can fall from grace. That means the Spirit of grace who can empower me cause His strength to be made perfect in my weakness. I, I can move away from that. Think about this. Because we need to begin to see things in a position versus a condition uh, status. You are righteous, are you not? You're righteous in Christ because you trusted in Him. You were born again. Therefore, you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. You are righteous in your position. You are seated at the right hand of the Father right now in heavenly places. You're seated in Christ Jesus. But your position is really what you should take and be thankful for and use in your condition to keep your faith in what allowed you to have that position so that you can experience the fruit of that position. Because just, I'm going to give you some stuff that will help you this morning. Just because you're righteous does not mean the fruits of righteousness are going to be taking place in your life. How many times have we said, and it is biblical, James wrote it, the prayers, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. But then Peter writes, if I'm not treating my wife proper as a co-equal heir of grace that my prayers can be hindered. Now wait a minute. Which one is it, brother? It's both. If you're, if, if you're walking being led by God in this path of righteousness through exclusive faith in the cross of Jesus Christ, you're going to treat your wife right. You see, your condition has everything to do with your prayers being what the Bible calls what your prayers availing much. 
Here's another one. Uh, Proverbs 28 and verse 1. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Where's my boldness? How come fear overcomes me? The righteous are as bold as a lion. Every time I have an opportunity, I kind of tuck tail and run away. Where's that boldness? That the Bible declares the righteous are as bold as a lion. We're talking position. I'm righteous in Christ versus why ain't it working? Where's it at? Why ain't it happening? You got to go back to Calvary, my friend. You got to go back to the cross. You got to stay there. I'm not talking about flying to Jerusalem, getting on a hill where the cross was. I'm talking about with your faith. You can't ever leave there. You have to see every word of God in the context in which it was written, and that is the avenue of righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness, and righteousness was worked at Calvary, Isaiah 32, 17. The work of righteousness is peace. That was done at Calvary for us. How about Isaiah 54, 14? In righteousness, God establishes His people, and and what is it? Uh, Oppression shall be far from them. Well, uh, 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 let's just look at that this morning. Because we're talking about speaking the same thing. And if we will, then God's people are going to begin to experience these, these great places. Prayers avail much. Boldness is a line. Look at what Isaiah 54, 14. In righteousness you shall be established. God establishes His people in righteousness by grace. Hebrews 13, 9. God establishes the heart. The word is with grace. Hebrews 13, 9. But in righteousness. Because you can't separate them. (laughs) You can't separate them. If I'm walking under grace... That means the fruits of righteousness are going to be there. I'm not under grace because I say I am. I'm under grace because I am when I'm trusting in the work of Christ. Remember, He's the one that tasted death by the grace of God so that grace could flow into my life. Watch this now. Isaiah 54, 14. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear and from terror. For it shall not come near you. How about the fear that's all in the church today? The terror that's all in the church today. Why? Why aren't we walking far away from oppression? Why are so many in the church in a place of depression. Why don't we have boldness as a line? Why aren't our prayers availing much? Come on now. I'm just, I'm just putting out sensible questions that I've asked my own self in years past. Look to the cross, my friend. Look to the cross, for that is the righteous work. It's not what I go do. It's what I'm believing and trusting in. And now the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace can work through me, His strength being made perfect, Him, He establishing me in 
His righteousness, hallelujah. And when I'm walking in that path, I find a boldness. Hebrew says comes through the blood. Glory to God. I find myself as Paul hanging in a prison dungeon, still being able to praise God, not throwing in the towel because everything ain't going the way I thought it should. But I find a boldness, hallelujah. Even though I'm as a sheep among wolves, I've got a boldness as a lion there. Glory to God. My prayers, I know God's hearing me. I know God. God's answering me and I know God's moving on my behalf not because I say He is and I have a day where I feel good about it because my faith is in the place that allows me to hear and receive the things God has for me. That was the problem in, in, in the church of Sardis when John told them you better repent and get back to the place you can receive and hear. You better hold that fast. I'm telling you this morning I'm going to read that again before I read the others. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Doesn't mean you listen to me and go preach what I preach Sunday morning, what I preach today on Sunday morning, but means we're speaking the gospel. We're speaking the gospel. That's what holds us together. That's what formed us. That's what created us. A new creation. What? We were created in what? In righteousness. Hallelujah. That means in the work Christ did at Calvary. Out of that flows the new creation. Glory to God. And that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together. What perfectly joins us together? the righteousness of God because in that alone does He establish us. And in the same mind and same judgment, wow. And what, and, and what judgment do we make? What Jesus tell us our judgment better be? Judge ye righteous judgment. Philippians 1.27, here's another one. Only let your conversation be as it becomes... The gospel of Christ. My Lord, here it is. Here's what we're supposed to all be speaking. The gospel of Christ. Your conversation means more than your words though. But it does mean your words. You look the word conversation up, it means behavior, lifestyle, the way you carry yourself. And here we have, let me say it, a command. A lot of folks are today saying that we, we, we don't obey. Yes, we're called to obey all the commands of Jesus. The Bible says that whom God has given much, much is required. There are requirements on the church. We're not saved by what we do. We're saved through faith in what Jesus did. We're not sanctified by what we do. We're sanctified through faith in what Jesus did because that's the law, the avenue of the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus that delivers me daily from the law of sin and death and myself. That's not just a born-again verse. That is the law in which the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of life works in my life in Christ Jesus, meaning in what He did at Calvary. So, only, uh-oh, there's that word. There it is. Boy, it just all of a sudden got huge. Only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel. Whatever we're talking about, I know where we're going if I'm in the conversation. 
Whatever everybody wants to talk about, okay, but I know where the Holy Spirit's trying to lead us to the gospel. Without the gospel, there will be division. Without the gospel, there will be no unity. Without the gospel, there will be no power of God anyway. There will be a power and without the gospel for a long time, we'll begin to call that power that's not the power of God, the power of God. Only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. That means your lifestyle, your behavior. I, my life is supposed to be that that is the expression of the good news of Jesus I received. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, hallelujah. I've got more than a trip to heaven. I've got more than a rapture coming. I've got Jesus living in me right now by His Spirit. I've got a way of life that anybody can have if they'll just come to God through faith in Christ and His atoning sacrifice. That whether I come and see you or else I am absent from you, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast, watch now, in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Not striving together for all these other things striving together for the faith of the gospel. The reason folk can't stay together in the church is because this is what's missing. We're not striving together for the faith of the gospel. We're striving to be a part of something social. We're striving to have a position in some uh, 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 church. I know people who recently have got plumb away from the ministry. God offered them and blessed them because they couldn't do what they wanted to do. But they could have if they would have been patient and been more about a love for the truth than a position they wanted or a paycheck they wanted. See, God sees who's striving for the faith of the gospel. And those who are not striving for the faith of the gospel have division in their hearts and they won't stick around very long. That's a powerful... Philippians 1.27 is like a, a massive billboard to me. When the Lord is able to get you out of all that mess, and believe me, some of you listening to me right now, He's been trying for a long time, but you've made so many excuses that you have believed your own justifiable excuses. They're only justifiable to you. Get up and come out from among them is not just to a lost world to join the church. The Bible says that there's be no fellowship between unrighteousness and righteousness. The church is full of unrighteousness. The Bible says in Romans 1.18 that when we hold the truth of God in unrighteousness, what's produced there is unrighteousness and ungodliness. And the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against that unrighteousness and ungodliness. Well, that's not invisible, my friends, and we don't pick and choose 
what we do with that, who is that revealed to? Those who are holding God's truth in righteousness see His resistance against the ungodliness and the unrighteousness that can only take place when the cross is not the object of faith. And when the cross is not preached, when there is not a determined there to, to point to the person and the work of Jesus Christ at Calvary throughout all the Bible, ungodliness and unrighteousness will be there. And there will only be an outer form of godliness while they're denying the power the whole time. Philippians chapter 2, verse 2, the last one here for this particular topic of thinking the same thing, speaking the same thing. Philippians chapter 2, verse 2, Fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. We're not robots. This is not talking about you have to hear me and go repeat exactly what I say. This is talking about gospel focus. You open your Bible, you should see the gospel. I don't care where you are. Under the old covenant, watching as God gave Moses the direction to build the tabernacle, you should see Jesus being typified right there. I don't care where you're at in the Bible. Jesus said that the volume of the book was written of Him. Everything in the Bible... If you're seeing it through the blood, you're going to be seeing it and hearing it in its proper context. And in that time, you'll be able to walk behind the spirit of life on the path of life, which is the path of righteousness. How many of you know that this righteousness we've received, we obtained it through the righteousness of God, 2 Peter 1 and 1. We live by faith, right? We live by faith, and that faith was given to us through the righteous work of Christ at Calvary. Why does everything have to be about the cross? Because there is where everything was manifest. There's where everything from God is offered to humanity. Everything. God won't go around the cross to get you anything, and God won't accept anything we try to offer to Him outside of the way of the cross. That's the, that's the door. Jesus is the door. The cross is the hinge that opens the door. There is absolutely nothing God's going to go around outside the cross to do for you, in you, to you, or through you. And there's nothing we can offer Him that, that if it's not faith in the blood, He's, going, he's not going to receive it. That means my prayers. We've, we've talked about that today. That means my giving. That means my worship. There, there are people right now who think they really understand the message of the cross who can walk into any atmosphere where there's music and claim there's the presence of God there. I'm telling you what, my friend, music can move. Music does move anybody. Music can move anybody. There are people right now, let me say that again. There are people right now that think they can walk into any, any place where there's music and, 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 and they're in the presence of God. You better be very careful 
You better be very careful with that. Because God's presence, He says that He, the, 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 that he inhabits the praises of His people, but hear me, the praises of His people are only accepted when they're through the blood. If my faith is in what I'm speaking, my faith is in what I'm doing, my faith is in all these things and I don't know the way of the cross, that means my praise is not proper and that means there is no habitation of God in praises that He won't accept. You've heard me tell the story many times about the Muslim in the church that I was once a part of and he was there for weeks and he uplifted his hands during praise and worship and cried tears down his face. And then after a few weeks, he approached me and said, you know, our Koran is just like your Bible. And I said, I'd like to talk to you about that sometime. And he came in for two hours. We sat and talked. And I showed him scripture after scripture. At the end of that long meeting, he got up and left and he said, you know, I just can't call Jesus Lord. I can't call Jesus God. And I said, well, I just wanted you to know that our Bible and your Koran are not the same. We don't serve the same God. You can lift hands. You can cry. You can feel like you're in the presence of God. But if your faith is not in the cross, and I didn't say... That's what saved you and it was at one time. If you're not denying yourself today, again today, conscious decision, if you're not denying yourself to take up the cross, then you're denying God. I heard Pastor Lindsey Bass say that last weekend. We're either denying ourselves or we're denying God. And really Galatians 2.21 teaches that when Paul said... I refuse to deny, which is what the word frustrate means. I refuse to frustrate, to deny the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, that means what we do, then Jesus died in vain. I hope you've been encouraged today. I hope that even though you may have gotten disturbed over some things I said that you will allow the Holy Spirit to take you into the Word of God and begin to show you the one who is the living Word of God and how He desires to be that in you and for you and through you today if you will place and keep your faith in that one thing, not two, that one thing that allows us all to have one mind, to have one mouth, to speak the same thing, to be of one spirit, to see division moving away and to find our, ourselves be established, be establishing by our God. I'm not saying that right to find ourselves being established by our God in righteousness, which is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. 
Make sure you join us every Friday morning right here. You will be encouraged, possibly challenged, convicted of the Holy Spirit. But you will hear the truth of God's Word. And I pray that you would share these teachings on social media. Family, friends, co-workers need to hear the Bible taught without men's opinions. And I pray that you would pray about helping us continue to do what we're doing here, which is to preach the gospel, the message of the cross, even though the attacks are many. I thank you for all of you who do give to this ministry, who supports the pure preaching of the gospel. And you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can type the word give to the number 903-231-5950 on your smartphone. Again, that's 903-231-5950. Just type the word give and send that. We thank God for this opportunity to share the words of life, not only on Fridays, but every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30. You can find me live on Pastor Curtis' Facebook page, the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and everything is also uploaded to that website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Be a part of the publishing of the gospel. Find a local church where they're all speaking the same thing, thinking the same thing, and that is gospel-centered. The message of the cross is the gospel. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you. Again, we love you. And we'll see you next time. And still, until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.